Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Warning. Warning. This show contains mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Are you ready to get your mind blown? One angry New York City Puerto Rican decided to start a radio show. Determined to piss the world off by shoving a mirror in front of society's face. He kicked them in the balls. What are you? Who are you? This is the Crotch Shot Radio Show. Crotch Shot Radio Show. This is not a test. This is a broadcast transmission. We're going to stay on the air. And now, and now, the whippy, the whippy. Welcome to the Crash Out Radio Show, where we kick the issues in the balls. We are on an active war against bullshit. We would do anything and everything to expose bullshit. The ends sometimes justify the means, or if you're angry and want the truth exposed, then strap in and prepare to be shocked. This is Smash Mouth Talk. If you can't accept that, then fuck off. I'm your host, Louis B. It takes no bullshit from nobody. I actually expose the bullshit of society and chop it up into easy-to-digest chunks for you. Today won't be any different. We are doing who's afraid of the big bad trump part the i again this is i found someone i found a very famous very very funny comic um and i'm going to be interviewing her it's not going to be a debate this is basically to learn i i want to get to um i i want to get some understanding because you know you you watch the news, you see people, they're just not respecting each other because of political ideologies. <clears throat> and we seem to forget that. <clears throat> Damn, we're both Americans. We're like both sides are Americans. Like me, I'm having I have a positive outlook 
on the new administration. I, uh, but you know, someone might not feel the same way as me. And you know what? There's been a lot of name calling and not a lot of discussion, not a lot of, uh, like coming to understand why people feel the way they feel and maybe where we could find some solution and work together to make sure this president represents all of us like how um like how that actor in Hamilton said represents all of us um i'm getting her on right now um because i want to i want to play her intro i don't want to i don't want to spoil the surprise well you probably already know the surprise if you read the the uh, the uh, uh uh description of the show um but while we're waiting let me play uh let me play a little something something for uh cuz this is the holiday season oh, hello hello and oh wait she's on so let me play her intro ladies and gentlemen the latina pride of boston Stand-up comic, actress, producer, writer, the Young Turks contributor, beautiful hustler, Ada Margarita Parada Rodriguez. A hilarious introduction. Well, there you go. You know, you know what the song almost was, right? No, it wasn't. You know, I, f- I flinch every time I hear that song, though. When it gets to that hook, I flinch. Like, wait a minute. And I start thinking, oh, who, did I cheat on somebody? Wait a minute. I've been single for 12 years. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty. It's a pretty intense song. Like, I know uh, when my mom uh, divorced my dad, she was playing that on, on, like, on a loop. Oh, snap. I was like, and, and like, I was afraid to walk in the house. I was like, wait a minute. No, she's my mom. She's not mad at me, but I'm afraid I might just get slapped for being a man cub. Way to put dad on blast. You know what? Dad's a rolling stone. Got it. You know, I, you know, it's, 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 eh. at the, like everyone knows it. And if they fall for it, then it's, it's on them. At this point. Same. It's on, it's, I just, um. We just rejected my father's Facebook request. Yeah. Same. What really? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, no, no. I'm like, I love my dad. Like he, like I bought him a, a Puerto Rican flag uh, shirt for uh, early, early Father's Day present, so he could have a shirt for a salsa, a salsa dance party in uh, Por- uh, Coney Island, which we call Puerto Rican Disneyland. Um. <laughs> so the and, and he came out with the straw hat and the glasses, looking like the dictator of Puerto Rico. Uh, I'll show. Um, you. Donald Trump. Okay, right to it. So the reason why I wanted to have you on is because you know I've been I've been searching for people who are um. Well, okay. Correct me if you're wrong. Are you a Hillary supporter? No, I was mm. a Bernie supporter. A and a default. I was. Oh. I, I changed my political affiliation just to vote for Bernie. Bernie. Because in California, in the primaries, mm. you can't vote um, for a candidate unless you are registered in that party. Right. So, so okay. okay, so what are your, well, 
first question, what are your thoughts on um the allegations that Hillary stole the stole uh, stole it from Bernie? Uh were they allegations or wasn't it actual actually what happened? I'm being nice. Okay. <laughs> you know, quite honestly, um, and I, I've said this while being on the Young Turks, mm-hmm. I do, uh, though I, I am an avid Bernie supporter, mm-hmm. I feel like it's a blessing that Bernie didn't go forward because he's more of an activist mm-hmm. and he stands on the front line for us. And I just felt that um, him being a politician, uh, being in the White House, he would be compromised and I think that the best thing that that happened to us in terms of Bernie is that we still have him he still belongs to us mm-hmm. would I have liked to have seen him in the White House yes because he, he I believe in him but I feel that um, it's best that he is where he is because he is for sure, an activist and being true to what he said he would be true to for us. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, yeah, because well, my my god sister who who's in California, she was actually an elected delegate for Bernie, and she told me uh, in Philadelphia during the Democratic National Convention, like the Hillary supporters were doing the the Bernie supporters wrong. Like almost, almost. They were doing the yeah, yeah. They were. So, what are your thoughts on that, though? You know, I think that um, this this election has been this election process, this whole election season has been uh, one of the more interesting ones because. Mm-hmm. The level of dissent and division that has been. Um, promoted and uh, become part of the propaganda of the election has been, to me, it seemed pretty heightened. Mm -hmm. So whether, even within the parties, there was so much dissent and so much division that it was just sad because, you know, I think people became more preoccupied with their team winning Mm -hmm. than realizing that the entire team of the United States was at stake here. And I think that's the saddest part for me that, you know, despite what happened, it was supposed to be, all right, let's move forward as a country. Right. So, um, and and I'm I'm a little disappointed in the way we've behaved and, and I mean, everyone, I'm not pointing fingers at Republicans or conservatives. I just think collectively, I mean, as a country, um, I know I I went abroad a few times this year and people were looking at us like we were crazy. I went to Israel. I went to Africa. Mm -hmm. I went to, you know, I just went all over. I mean, I traveled all over the world and people were just like, even in Canada, they were like, what is wrong? You guys get it together. Well, okay. Uh, uh, Yeah. I mean, well, me, I was like. Like there's this meme going around that the this election was like mom and dad fighting and we all all we wanted to do was uh go live with Grandpa Ron. Ron <laughs> Grandpa Ron Paul. Right, right, right. Yeah. That, I I don't know if you see that <laughs> meme. And yeah, I mean I was like, Oh goodness. Like when I first when I first when it first started, I was like, Oh goodness, I wish Ron Paul was running again because this would be a lot easier. 
<laughs> a lot easier to who to vote for. So that way, it you know, if he didn't win again, I would just be like, well, you know, just pissed off. But uh, but anyways, enough about me. Um, so 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 <laughs> by so by default, you ended up voting for Hillary. By default, I did vote for Hillary. Why? Um, I felt I felt that. Hillary was the lesser of two evils, and I also felt that um, she would do a better job than Donald Trump with in terms of her politics. And I know she's a career politician and um, and seasoned politician, and you know we keep hearing about the corruption, but I just think that the sexism did come into play with her because I felt like corruption has been. Um, a factor in politics for many years. I mean, this is nothing new. All of these politicians are negotiable. They belong to their corporate interests, and this is not a secret. But the moment that a woman uh, participated, it was appalling. And I was like, wow, it's amazing to me how women are held to a higher standard than men. So, um, to a higher moral standard. So that is why I voted for Hillary. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not crazy about what's going on in America, period. I thought that, you know, I thought that this was an opportunity to shed light on how, you know, messed up our political process has become. But at the same time, um, I felt that, you know, I am not crazy about about uh, what happened and what's been going on. But I do think that when it comes to a woman running the country, well, obviously we're not ready for it because so many women voted against Hillary. And I thought it was really interesting that they voted for a man who has publicly stated the things that he has regarding women. And I thought that was most interesting. It's the, the sexism that's embedded in our culture has trickled into women and, and self-hate. And um, and I thought that that was, you know, it was disheartening at, at a point because um, just to hear the way people talked about Hillary. Yeah. And, um, and you know, I don't, I will never dispute uh, someone who has, who has issues, fundamental issues with her politics. Um, you're well within your right to do that. But when I heard people attack her because of her lack of warmth, Oh, um, oh. And I'm like, she's a woman. Uh, George Bush Sr. wasn't warm. Why does she have to be warm? She's not your grandmother. She's going to be the president of the United States. Uh, people attacked her for being ugly, for being fat, for what she had on. Just things that women do wow, to that, women. That wasn't. That was none of my concern. I mean, yeah, no, because you're you're actually connected to the the political situation and what what the politics at hand are concerned with, but. When I tell you that I go out into the nation and I, I perform and I come mm. in contact with people daily, the attacks on her because Bill cheated on her and, you know, her being held accountable for Bill's indiscretions, I just thought it was it was downright sad. And that women who think like that are out there in the world making decisions in banks for loans for other women, making decisions, you know, that that was what was what was most scary to me. So you weren't concerned about all those emails that came out? Um, I think that the emails were blown way out of proportion um, because the the email issue that occurred, you know, occurred with several other people. And we uh, we just I just think she was held to a higher standard. Do I think what happened with the emails was right or what I did? Was it good? 
No, but I think that if she would have been somebody else, it would not have been a deal breaker. Okay. Um, well, you already kind of answered number 13. Okay. <laughs> but uh, uh, let me just ask it again, maybe to like get more clarification. What do you think of the women who did who, who voted for Trump? Like you said that they're, they're self-hating. Um, some of them were. I, I don't think all of them were. I think okay. some people... Look, I don't I don't criticize people who I believe have a sense and a grasp on politics who are well informed and make their decisions based on the their political decisions based on what they know in terms of researching, reading and being informed about what the issues are. Those people I can never ever condemn because they have their political views and have arrived at, you know, their social and moral views based on their experiences and their information and their education. So I'm not going to say that I think that people that voted for Trump are all stupid or all dumb or lacking education. I know some intelligent people that voted for Donald Trump and they have, you know, their reasons. They really were really concerned with the trade issues, uh, bringing uh, more jobs you know, more domestic jobs back to the country for the, for the sake of the country. And, um, and I can't condemn people like that, but I do have issues with a lot of people, specifically, uh, people who were voting based on some of the outlandish, outlandish, uh, bigoted statements that Donald Trump, who weren't in support of that, who became emboldened by his racism and his xenophobia and his sexism. Um, I do. I was appalled by those people who kept talking about stuff. And it, I, I've had countless discussions with people who are discussing political issues and I have no concept, no information, no sense of what really is going on politically. Mm-hmm. They're just the most ignorant people uh, basing their decisions on what they read on Twitter, what they see on Facebook and base their decisions on that. People made so many, such a big issue. Some of the dumbest people I know, I deleted on Facebook about those emails. And I, when, when you start asking them, what exactly was it about the emails that, that what was the, the big issue? What was the bigger issue? Was that issue bigger than this? Was that issue bigger than that? This makes her dishonest. You find, you feel that she's a liar because of this. Do you have a problem with the fact that Donald Trump lied about this? He lied about that, lied about this. Well, the issue was that Hillary Clinton is a woman and women are innately evil, you know, and those people that believe in the Bible, that believe that Eve was the corrupter of Adam and believe that women have this innate evil spirit and this this dishonest spirit. And those people are the ones that scared me because they were basing their decisions on nothing that had to do with facts. And they had, you know, a hand in the future of our country. Okay. This might sound like uh, stupid questions, but you know it, there are no stupid questions. Yeah. But um, what did Trump say? What did you hear Trump say that said to you that he was racist? Um, when he said that, when he made the statements about Mexicans, I thought that it was um, a racist. So let me be clear about what I feel about Donald Trump. Okay. Because I don't think racism is you know, the end all be all about Donald Trump. What I think Donald Trump is, is an elitist. And I do, and I think that is at his core. And when I think about these poor people who who felt like they could identify with him, who felt that he was going to come and save them, 
you know, no different than some of the black people that felt that Barack Obama was going to come save them. Mm-hmm. It, being misinformed that way, once they become a politician, they belong to, you know, the matrix, if you will. And then no matter what they say, they're going to still have to follow rules and they're going to have to follow suit. And those that thought that Donald Trump was going to go into the White House because he says his family is going to live in New York, who think that he's really going to be the change. I just think it's it's sad that people really bought into that hype. I think Donald Trump is an elitist. I think he made a lot of inflammatory statements because he, he tapped into the underbelly of the following that he had, and he realized that they responded to that, and that was what he was um, triggering. you know. But what do I think that he's a downright KKK member? No, but he, has he disavowed them? No. Has he distanced himself from them? No. And the people that he is assigning to leadership are also people who... You know, somebody, what is it? Who's the guy that just said that the KKK is part of American history? Like, um, those are things David that support Duke? racism. I think it was David Duke. No, 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 no. It was someone he, 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 uh, he assigned to, um, one of his oh, assignments. Oh, 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 and, and I, uh, Jim, John, um, John Bowner, Bowner, Bowner. No, I'll, I'll I'll remember before the oh, show no, is no, over. No, but not. yeah, so that, uh, that I'm, uh, I'm drawing a blank. He's one of his uh, uh, chief of staff. The, yes. He, yeah, I forgot. Um, I could Google it, but um, do you do you really um? Well, I mean, he you know in the 60 Minutes interview, he did disavow. He did tell people to stop, you know, doing hate crimes in his name. Well, I mean, hate crimes are are up fifty percent in uh, New York as of today. Do you think Do you think Trump is responsible for that, or is it just the? Re- I think Donald. I think the people who committed the hate crimes are responsible for them. But I do think that Donald Trump has emboldened an attitude amongst people who believe that what they think Donald Trump believes, and they are going out and acting on behalf of that. I do believe that he's responsible for it in that regard, that he is encouraged and emboldened the people who don't know better, who really think that he is their leader and thinks that they that think that he's in line with them. And they're going out and they're doing hateful things in the name. I mean, they're, they're with three college students who had their vaginas grabbed that said, the president said it's okay. Um, there have been young women whose hijab has been snatched off their heads saying, it's Trump time. We don't do that anymore. We, we don't, we're not doing this anymore. Um, the, the barbershop that's down the street from my house, which is Mexican-owned, had a brick thrown through the window. Um, you know, I had a friend who was, you know, I mean, it's it's just been a nightmare for those of us who have been, um, who don't agree with that, the point of view of the, the Trump people and the Trump supporters. I've gotten threats on social media. Um, it's been, it's been a rough run for, for those of us, you know, Jank from the, the Young Turks, his, his home address was posted on social media, the death threats, the, the continuous threats from people who don't really realize that what's going on and really believe that Donald Trump hates everybody who's not a white man. They, they're in line with that and they're going out and acting on behalf of that sentiment without knowing that. He was just trying to win an election. 
What do you think about the the people the people who are against uh, Trump uh, burning down uh, a uh, Navy veteran's house? Uh, I feel really, I fully, I feel really, so first of all, I'm pro-veteran, so I'm pro anyone who has served on our military, mm-hmm. and uh, whether you believe, no matter what your politics are, mm-hmm. I always believe you're supposed to support our soldiers, because yes. they, you know, they, they, they stand on the front line for our freedom, so I'm, I'm not in, um, I'm not in favor of that, I'm also not in favor of protesting at the expense of other citizens. I believe in peaceful protest. You have a problem with the establishment, then you take it up with the, the establishment. You don't attack an individual citizen. And, um, you know, but I, I do I do think that for that one, you know, Trump supporter whose house was burnt down, there are several counts of, uh, on the other side of people who were not Trump supporters who have been also assaulted and have had horrible things happen to them post post election oh, yeah. because of that. And 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 to all of those people, I say, whether they're pro Trump, anti Trump, behaving in that manner, that speaks volumes to the intellectual grade that you're dealing with. Because mm-hmm. you know to go burn a, a, another individual's home down because they supported something that you're, it seems like you know like you're whining. And if you really want to burn something down and you're such a badass, then go burn down Wells Fargo. Don't oh, go, hell go, yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Don't go burn down a citizen's house. Well, you Wells, wanna... Wells Fargo, freaking Bank of America. Yeah, um, if you want to burn Sally, down in Sa- the establishment. Fanny, Fally, uh, Fannie Mae or Sally Mae. Yeah. Like, yeah, go after go after the dude, go after the the people uh, behind that actually profited from the the housing crash in the early 2000s. Yeah, go after them. Yep. Well, I don't endorse terrorism, but No, me either, yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying. saying I'm saying if you're really if that's really what you are and you're anti-establishment, then you cannot go after citizens, you know, people mm-hmm. who are just trying to make it just like you. And I and that's where you lose me is when you go do Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think you do that. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you brought up protesting because, um, you know, you know, even though I agree with some of what this uh, this lady says, when she was on the Daily Show with Trevor Noah, uh, Tommy Lauren, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, um, when she was asked what's the proper way to protest, she didn't have an answer. Which, you know, she she seldom has an answer, yeah. and most of it is not founded on facts. Yeah, she's in, she's inflammatory and she does things because she's trying to get their ratings up because their ratings are low. Mm-hmm. When you know the guy who runs that network that she's on, the Blaze spoke out. The Blaze spoke out against um, Donald Trump. So I, I don't. I so when it comes to TV personalities, and then there are people who. So there are those political pundits who are people who are actually, you know, well versed in politics and mm-hmm. have a background in it and have some sort of education or experience that has to do with politics, that's one thing. But when you talk about television personalities who are just expressing their point of views and their opinions, and they have a platform, I I like to be really careful because Tommy Lauren, um, you know, usually makes a lot of statements that are not rooted in facts, and she gets fact-checked all the time. I actually had an answer, though, for that that question Trevor Noah had, like, what's a proper way to protest? And, you know, 
I, I posted this on Facebook. Um, you know, uh, the proper way for uh, Black Lives Matter to protest, use the only language they understand, money and power. Invest in building up communities, open up black businesses, even if it's a franchise, support black businesses, run for office, even if it's even if it's for dog catcher and be the best at it and vote yeah. and vote black. And yeah, and it's going to it's not it isn't going to be quick. You have to play the long game, but vote with your wallets. But blocking traffic, burning Burning stuff down is not the answer. Take that. But that, that's that. So first of all, yeah. I, 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 Martin Luther King said that rioting is, you know, is the cry of the voiceless. I, I don't think Tommy Lauren is in the position to talk to people who have been disenfranchised well, she, and dehumanized. She, she, she doesn't know what she's talking she about. She's, she doesn't have an answer. This, this is me saying this is this is what should I, I mean, like even Latinos built like, you know, remember Black Wall Street? Yeah, no, and it was and it was bombed. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And they dropped the bomb on Black Wall Street, and they don't want to make a movie about it. They don't want to talk about Oklahoma mm-hmm. because you know it it was the first time in America where a domestic terroristic act was com- you know committed. But you know, I, I I do agree with that. But I do think that we skip a we skip a we skip a part when we go directly there, and we don't understand that. Um, what happens with systemic issues in the country when it comes to the disenfranchised people of color, people of a lower social economic background, mm. people of darker hues, is that we we have forgotten why these people are behaving the way that they are. And it's because they're hungry, they lack education, they don't have jobs, they live in impoverished neighborhoods with little resources, they don't have the information, they have the bad schools, they don't have the things that people who are succeeding and winning are having. And when they tell someone, you know, run in a race and win the race, but they tie your hands behind your back and they tie one of your legs and they put a blindfold and they give the other person a head start. And then they say to you, hey, all right, now you got to catch up and win. And then when you don't win, they call you a loser because you didn't win the race. It's, it's very, it's, it's really hard to understand that because when you come from privilege and understanding and you live in a life a living a life that comes from you know opportunities you don't you cannot empathize and you cannot comprehend why there are people in the middle of the street setting cars on fire and, and you know robbing televisions that that is an, a symptom of a greater problem mm-hmm. that is not that these people are you know animals and they don't have uh, the the ability to be what other people are. They never had the opportunity to be because they don't have the opportunities. And so when people like me and you who, you know, come from a, a group of people who are disenfranchised are able to get out, then they use us as the example and say, why can't the rest of you do it? Because we are the exception. We're not the rule. And what we need to do is throw the rope back and make sure that many that others that are like us get out of there. So when you look at Jewish people, which is something that they consciously made a decision to do, is they created that we, that that Israel, that 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 uh, that together and that oneness to make sure that all Jewish people have an opportunity and win. That is something that other people in this other groups don't have. And so when I hear someone like Tommy Lauren say. You know, don't do don't go out there and do this. You guys can do better. Take your money and put it in black businesses. What money are you talking about? You talk about people who 
don't have anything. Well, she she didn't say that. That that's again that was just me giving um, my opinion. She she didn't have she ju- she just did not have an answer. Yeah, she doesn't she- have a lot of answers. She's been right. ro- you know, she's risen to a place because she's speaking on behalf of a lot of ignorant people who just don't so she and I don't think she's even Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. Bundling home and car insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? They may drop little hints like... Beautiful day out. Even more beautiful since we saved by bundling our home and car insurance with GEICO. Or... Yard work is hard. Much harder than bundling with GEICO, which was easy. Or it may be even subtler, like... Speaking of burgers, we bundled our home and car insurance with GEICO and saved a bunch of money. Bundling is easy with GEICO. Just ask your neighbors. Aware of it. Like, there's just a bunch of people who mm-hmm. don't want, you know, feel like black people, Muslims, Latinos are taking what's theirs. And they believe America is theirs, even though they are the descendants of immigrants and they are immigrant people just like everybody else. They feel like everybody's closing in on them because that's what Donald Trump and a lot of people have been telling them. These are the problems because divide and conquer is real. And if you if you get people uh, uh, divided by distracting them with race and religion and culture and they're of a lower economic grade and a lower education, they are going to fall for that and they're going to fight. And then you keep them distracted. And then the rich people and the corporations, they get richer and richer and richer. And then you have this this war, because if you look at the people that are elite who are really in the top one percent, you don't hear them talking about how they don't. You know how Bill Gates doesn't like Oprah. You know they don't hang out with. You know they don't care about it because they. It's about the have and the have-nots, but the have-nots have no idea about what's going on. So they're constantly in a battle. And so when you think about, you know, people like Tommy Lauren who is spitting the rhetoric of those people who lack an education and have no concept, who are riddled with fear that other people are going to come take away from them what they, what they believe is rightfully theirs, she becomes a voice for them. So she, she was like, oh, wow, it's like positive reinforcement. I said, this bull, bull is not rooted in fact, and uh, it got this kind of response then I can say this, and she's become emboldened. But when you listen to what she's saying, it's so bad that Charlemagne debated her and made her look stupid. Mm-hmm. Now, never mind Trevor Noah. Charlemagne shut her down. She doesn't know. She is not. What she's spitting is not rooted in fact. It's just a, a point of creating controversy so she can go viral and get keep her job and get followers up. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, I read an article where how she got her job, and it just screams, why privilege? <laughs> sure it does. Sure. <laughs> I mean, she just she just walked in expecting a, uh, you know, asking for an uh, internship, and the guys just say, how about a show? Mm-hmm. Like, imagine me. I walk in, hey, can I have a show? What's it going to be called? So, Frito and Rice, get out of here. I'm trying to... <laughs> mm. 
I got you with the sofrito or rice. Where, where's yes, you did. Yeah. You got me with the sofrito. Ah. Actually, it's more like it's more like, uh, and the holiday special would be, of course, pasteles and, and coquito. Pasteles and coquito—that's my dream. That's the holiday special. In fact, shout out to um, Eli Castro. He's a—he's another comedian I've had on the show. He—he he has this funny, um, real funny video. Uh, how how to make coquito? It's hilarious. Oh wow. So, yeah, he listens. I, I don't know. He doesn't. <laughs> I, but, let me stop lying. But uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, just I, I like I'm, I want to break this down into like two two like angles. Um, like when it comes to the Trump administration as a woman, what are your major concerns J- just as a woman? Well, as a woman, uh, being. <laughs> Being in the reign of where a man who has publicly said the things that he has said about women throughout time, the misogyny that is undeniable, I, I'm really concerned on a fundamental level about the safety of women. Um, the safety of women in the workplace, the safety of women in, on college campuses throughout the country, the safety of women, you know, just everywhere because. The, the the his attitude towards women, the things that he has said even about his own daughter and his wives, and the things that he has said about women, from Rosie O'Donnell on down to the Miss Universe, it has created, um, it has just invigorated this movement that's uh, that's mis- 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 misogynistic movement that is ever present in the United States, and those of us you know, who have been victims of sexual assault, that heightens that that fear. And it just keeps you on edge because now you know that there are people who feel like they can really act on some of the things that they they act on because Donald Trump is their president. That fundamentally is one of the things that I'm concerned about. And I felt it so much, you know, after being on the Young Turks, the attacks that I get versus the men have always been, you know, people saying, suggesting that I get raped or calling me the C word or just being well, just you can, volatile. You can say it here. I mean, this is, you know, it's uncensored. No, no, I'm just no, no, you know, yeah. but it's just being, just being volatile towards me as a woman and mm-hmm. because I'm a woman. And that scares me on a greater level because, you know, the... The, the policeman, um, the, the, there was an incident with one of my girlfriends here um, at, with a Trump supporter who ended up lying on my friend and saying that, you know, she was black. And she said, you know, fuck Trump. And she she lied on her and said that that my friend tried to kill her. And then the police came and the police officer told my friend, you have no idea how many of how much we've had to deal with since this election. He said this level of privilege and it's become, you know, so many of these Trump supporters calling the police, demanding that the police be abusive to other citizens that are people of color or women because they feel like they can. And the cop himself was like, this is costing the city so much money. It's so ridiculous. So um, I just have to say that this administration, when it comes to you know, um, issues with reproductive rights, when it comes to issues of, you know, 
whether wherever you stand on the on the issue of abortion, um, the 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 suggestion that Donald Trump has made about um, you know creating a system of punishment for women who have abortions, as if an abortion in itself isn't some level of punishment unto itself to some women. You know, I just think that his attitude towards women uh, plays itself out in in the thing in his office, and I think that that's the scariest thing when it comes to women. I don't. I mean, for me to go through, you know, a, a list of, of 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 issues that I think are. I mean, I think sexual harassment will be up. I think um, it is up in college campuses. Sexual assault will be up. Like, those are the things that really concern me when you have someone who expresses this smug attitude about misogyny, and then it trickles down to a movement of people who, you know, like, look at those alt-right guys. Like, they seem ridiculous. They sound crazy. You know, they're saying that they are white supremacists, but they have Tila Tequila at their rallies, and she's Asian. Well, I mean, so, she she's a she's a she she considers herself a white nationalist. I mean, I, I don't. She's know what, Asian, I, though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what happened to her. Like, yeah. Oh my goodness! Like when when she came out with the oh I love Hitler, like you know, with yeah. The picture of her in front of Auschwitz. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking. Well, I mean, at least, at least, at least now she's closer to my league. Yeah, but I just, I don't, I don't understand (laughs) how they would welcome her. You know, like she's, she's supposed to be. Well, she, you know, when you're, when you're, when you're, when you're hot, I mean, you, you could get away with a lot of crap. Like, like, see, if I, if I was better looking, I could have gotten away with that joke and, and it just didn't work. And it's it's not working now, so I'm just gonna stop trying. <laughs> just, <laughs> Moving on, as a, <laughs> so as a Latina, what are your concerns mm-hmm. when it comes to you being like as a as a as a Latin American, uh, you know, as a, a Puerto Rican Dominican, which I still don't understand how that works, but. <laughs> Like, like, are you, are you more, are you more, are you more huepa or more que la vaina? I'm Puerto Rican. Um, oh. and my father, biologically, this comes up a lot and people yeah. think that I get, I get a lot of backlash from Dominicans who say <laughs> that I don't feel, they don't feel like I, I like them or I'm not proud of being Dominican. I'm proud of being what I am and, mm-hmm. and biologically what I am is Puerto Rican and Dominican because my father's from the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. What I am culturally is Puerto Rican. I grew up, my father abandoned me when I was little. I grew up in my Puerto Rican family. I grew up eating Puerto Rican food, talking Puerto Rican, listening to Puerto Rican music. My favorite artist is Hector Lavo. And unfortunately for, for me, I didn't have the benefit of being exposed to the Dominican culture because I wasn't part of that. That wasn't, part of my family and my life so I cannot deny what I am I don't speak like Dominicans you know and it's and it's not because I don't want to or because I feel like it's beneath me it's just honestly culturally that's not what I grew up in you know I grew up eating pastele and malcapurria mm-hmm. and drinking malta with my, with my abuela listening to Hector Lavo you know eating coquito eating panna that's how I grew up and so 
you know, it's it's a conflict for me because I am part Dominican and it lives in me because it is who I am. But I'm just not culturally, that's not the culture that I gravitate towards because I wasn't exposed to it when I was little or at all in my life. Okay. But so as a Latina, what what are your concerns for the uh, about the Trump administration, like specifically as a Latin person? Well, I mean, as a Latin person, I'm also a collective thinker. And people ask me all the time, why do I care about immigration? Why do I care about, you know, my father is has been deported. I'm an anchor baby. My father lives in the Dominican Republic. I haven't seen him since I was little. And he's not allowed to come back to the United States. My father is far from a criminal, far from, a you know, a derelict. He just wanted to come here to build a better life have created better opportunities for his children. Um, but, um, and so I, I fear that uh, the mistreatment of immigrants, the dreamers, the kids that are here that have been here their whole lives and have been, obtained a, an education and are trying to better themselves and create better opportunities for their families, not, not only being deported, but being mistreated while they were here. You know, we have some kids that we work with that are dreamers and they're at the University of California, and they had guns pulled on them when Donald Trump became president. They had to get security escorts. So as a Latina, I feel that collectively, I think I have to think about all of my people. When they say, hey, you're Puerto Rican and you're American and you're a citizen, why do you care about immigration? Because I should care about immigration because Mexican people are my brothers and sisters, people from Guatemala are my brothers and sisters. And it is my job to stand on the front line from them because I am natural, naturally a citizen. I believe that's my job as an activist and as a as a person with a level of consciousness. Um, a lot of the issues that have to do with Latinos in America is the attitude towards them and, and the racism and the, the bigotry towards Latinos. You know, the assumption that Mexicans are here to take everybody's jobs when Mexicans, in reality, do jobs that most Americans who are entitled and spoiled will not do. Nobody wants to go out and, and mow the lawn. Nobody wants to pick up the trash. You know, they're, they, they're called lazy. They're called whatever. There are hardworking people that are willing to do jobs that most people won't do for the sake of bettering their family and their lives. They, you know, and, and that, that is, the, you know, my concern is that our legacy and our, you know, our pride and our integrity and our characters being questioned as because we're always being treated as outsiders when, in fact, we belong to being here to be here just like everybody else. Okay. So where 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 do you get your news from? Uh, independent sources a lot because I try to stay away from organizations that lean right or left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try to stay more on the independent route, like where? you know, which is like which is why I gravitate towards the Young Turks a lot because I think that a lot of the information that they provide doesn't come with a lean. Um, even though they did support Hillary, they were not Hillary people. They were Bernie people. They just had to, they felt like they had to support Hillary because Donald was just so extreme, um, with the, the craziness that came from the Donald Trump regime. But, um, I try to, I mean, I read a lot and I, and I try to read, you know, world news from world outlets, not just what America tells you is happening in Egypt or Israel but what Israel tells you is happening in Israel. And I, and I get a lot of my information from traveling because I, I went to Israel and, and to Palestine to study the conflict. And um, 
And, and that was more educational for me than picking up, you know, or reading, clicking on an article that is always feeding the Palestinian-Israeli conflict with no real information as to why all of this stuff is really happening. But uh, so, but where, where specifically, like, let's say, let's say I want to read the news that you read, where, where would I go? You should go to the Young Turks' website. You should go to Alternet. Um, I, I can email you a bunch of different places where I get information from. Some of the places that I go where people call conspiracy theory sites, which I don't think are conspiracy conspiracy theory sites but i try to stay away from you know i i also i read a lot of articles on the bipartisan report um but um i do you know i read newspapers do you, do i like, like to read do newspapers. you like Info do you like infowars i do like infowars oh wow that's mm -hmm. that's surprising mm -hmm. i don't like infowars but i read from infowars because i think that um I just think you should get to, you should get information from all sources, and I think that um, I like to go to those places where you don't see a lot of ads. Mm -hmm. You know, where you where you feel like you're getting information from people who just want to give you information, not when you see all those ads. Okay, and because you know somebody's paying for it. Ask that question. Uh, uh, what do you think of Trump's uh, tax plan? Um, I think Trump's tax plan is, uh, you know, okay. So when I when I operate from the belief that Trump is an elitist and what he is doing, what he's going to do eventually is it's to benefit, you know, the top one percent. And everybody else is going to suffer at, at that the expense. So um, when I listen to when I think about Donald Trump and I think about the things that he proposes and and the plans, like for example, he just said he was going to veto the uh, the building of a or the the building of a new Air Force One, which he let us know by way of Twitter, of course. Um. I don't know. I don't know that I believe what Donald Trump says because he flip flops and he goes back and forth so much. And I just want to see um, more in depth uh, information as to what the real tax plan is going to be and how that's going to be executed realistically in the land. Well, it's going to have to get past, uh, you know, uh, uh, Senate and. Uh, um, mm -hmm. Oh, goodness. Why, why am I having a brain fart now? Like to Congress? Congress and, and the Senate. Mm -hmm. Before, you know. But, um... So, uh, with with everything, what do, you, what do you think the Trump... Uh, what you what do you think the next four years are going to look like? Is it... Are we... Are you hopeful? Are you... Are you... Do you think? Do you think? Oh, hell's gonna break loose? Are we gonna? Are the race war is gonna begin? What? The race war has been going on for a really long time, and I think that um, all hell has been breaking loose before Donald Trump. I mm -hmm. think that the Barack Obama in office really brought to light um, the 
the bigotry that was, um, you know, so abundant in this country. But what I do think is that, you know, before an enlightening period in a society, it, there's always a dark period. And I think that that's what this is. And Donald Trump would be the dark period, the dark Donald Trump era would be a dark period in America. But I think that when we come out on the other side, that it will be a period of light. And I just, I believe that. I think that all of these things have to come to light so that we can deal with them. Because otherwise they're just bubbling and nobody's aware. Now we know who the people that hate Latinos. We know the people that hate black people. We know the people that, you know, hate Muslims. We know the people that think, you know, that, that feel the way that they feel about women. We, we have an idea of who those people are. And I think that better equips us to deal with them and to deal with these issues. Mm -hmm. So what do you think of people like, like me who, you know, I'm not a racist. I, uh, you know, I'm not a sexist. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I don't go around, uh, well, I, I probably, I do troll. I like, I like to wear my Hillary for prison shirt because I, I, I don't say anything. I just like getting, I just like the looks I get because it's just, because oh. it's just hilarious to me, but right. Um, but uh, oh no! Like, but you know, what, what do you think of people like me that we we voted for Trump because, you know, we like we like what he said about, um, you know, more jobs coming in, the tax plan, um, us basically not being, uh, the uh China's economic bitch. Well, I I can't say that I have anything against somebody who says these things because. I feel like, like I said, if your if your your vote was based on was made in, as an informed decision, based on where you feel your political beliefs are and what uh, where you'd like to see us go and what was most important to you in terms of your priorities politically, then I'm not gonna. What can I say to you? Um, but if I feel like you voted because you want to see Mexicans get deported. And you want to get, you want to see Muslims get beat up, then that's where my issue is, and that's the difference. Well, I, do, I don't, I do believe I, I that there should be some more, some vetting, some uh, better vetting when it comes to, when it comes to allowing migrants in. Uh, ju just judging by what's going on in, in Europe with with the migrants go, uh, you know, the migrants flowing in, and I mean, look what happened in Ohio. You got that. Uh, that that uh, a Somalian uh, that Somalian guy that was stabbing people and running people over. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, well, and, I mean but then again, uh, but then again, uh, I also, then again, I also have that. You know, also, I I also am a a nine eleven conspiracy theorist. So, like, mm -hmm. I also I also know that hey, uh, you know the 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 global elite are winding these people up. They created ISIS. They created Al Qaeda, and, and you know they're using these people, the, most of them severely uneducated, to carry these things out. And a lot of a lot of what's going on now in this country, you know, my belief is that this is blowback. Yeah. So I mean, and that's another reason why, you know, I I'm hoping Trump just ends a lot of these bullshit wars and just sees that us being the police of the world is what's causing a lot of these problems 
Mm-hmm. I mean, Trump Trump was never my first choice. It, it, like, I needed someone libertarian, but you know, uh, Gary right. Gary Johnson was just just retarded. Aleppo. <laughs> uh, like, I you know what? Honestly, I that didn't even bother me. He didn't know where Aleppo is or what Aleppo is, because you know, as a libertarian, you you are more you you you're focused on this country, and it's it's you know you're. You're not isolationist, but you know, if you're, you know, you can't be the police of the world worrying about what's going on and, oh, you know, these people, you know, if I can make a Dr. Seuss reference, they, they butter their toast on the wrong side. Like, we got to go, we got to go do some about that. Like, it's like, no, why we, why we're doing that? Right. But, but Gary Johnson, I mean, it's like, I've actually had him on this show where, uh, before, but he he's just boring. <laughs> that was the problem. You had to be exciting. This like this, no, uh, no this it was like one. He, he's like like yes, Gary. We know, we know, we know. You're you're doing you're doing uh, libertarian one on one. Like, dude, are you are you even serial? Are you serial right? Now? No, you're not. You're just his phone was crappy. It was like, dude, can you get a better phone? No? Oh, this is going to suck. I ended up having to cut the interview short, and I just deleted the episode because I was like, no. No, Ron Paul or nobody. <laughs> just, but, yeah. Yeah, I just, me. So, so Anna Kasparian, is she single? Or is she, or is she married? She's married. She's Damn. married. Damn it. The crazy ones always get married first. I'm just kidding. She just got married and she's not crazy. No, I'm so, uh, what are your thoughts on his uh, on Trump's foreign policy? I don't think he knows what he's talking about. Okay. And I'm going to leave it there. Alrighty. That was quick. Uh, what about thoughts on his cabinet so far? I think his cabinet is scary. Even with Ben Carson? Even, especially with Ben Carson. Okay. Like my my uh, my god sister, she says she he should have been appointed as a surgeon general. Absolutely, where his expertise is, but he has been he's been appointed because they felt his expertise is being black. Really, he's black. <laughs> I love you. Oh, see now that's gonna that's gonna carry me over for the rest of the week. So. <laughs> Can, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take that I'm just sni- take that snippet from the show I'm just gonna that's gonna be my new ringtone love it yeah so I mean um goodness is that all does that is that I kind of got everything did I get everything I think so we've been talking for an hour yeah we got everything so so you're coming to New York yeah I'll be in New York uh in a couple of weeks I'll be performing there at the stand in the cellar and then I'll be off to uh, Connecticut to do a show um, in Mohegan Sun. You know, I always wondered, what do they call people from Connecticut? Like, you're a Californian. I'm a New Yorker. Like, mm-hmm. what, are, what, are, what are people from Connecticut called? I don't know. I'm going to look that up. I mean, I've been Googling that like crazy. Like, what are, like Connecticuticans or Connecticutians or Connecticuthers or, uh, or Connecticut words. Because <laughs> I know you don't want to. I know you don't want to hear that word, so I I cleaned it up just for you. Thank you. I try. 
So, yeah, so what? What are the dates? What are what are your dates? So we're coming back. Uh, we're coming now on the twenty sixth, and we'll be. We haven't gotten the exact dates of the of the venues, uh, but the twenty sixth through the twenty eighth. Then I go to Connecticut from the twenty eighth to the thirtieth, the thirty first, mm-hmm. and then I go back to New York uh, until the third. And you're at Funny Ada on the on the Twitter. Also, um, I don't know if I should say this. I love. I was on your website today, and the buttons don't work. No, I know they're redoing my website as we speak. That's oh. my. Well, that's what's going on. Okay, so I thought it was me. I was going through my computer. Did, did I update the Flash? The Flash is not working. The job. No, they're they're working on it right now as we speak. So a lot of stuff isn't working on the site. They're re, they're gonna update everything. Oh, okay. So, and when when are you usually on the Young Turks? So if people want to catch you there. Um, it's not a set day, but usually throughout the week they'll send me um, some dates. I was on Friday, mm-hmm. so maybe I'll be on next week again. I'm not sure, but I will let you know. They sh- they should really just give you your own show and fire Chank. Well, I did a show there. Um, it's called Our America, and if you go on the Young Turks, you can see um, clips of the show. All right. So, okay, our America. Do they do they give you a set schedule there? Well, we just we shot the pilot and they put the they put them up and they're gonna we're gonna go back and uh, shoot start shooting it uh, with frequency. We don't know if it's gonna be weekly or if it's gonna be uh, monthly, but I'll let you know for sure. Okay. So again, follow her at Funny Ada on the Twitter. Do you have like uh, anything else you want to promote? Um, I, I'm in uh, Robert De Niro's movie, The Comedian, which is out in New York and L.A. now, but it's out wide on um, January 13th. And um, I will be on the Shaq All-Star Comedy Special that is going to be airing on Showtime in the next couple of months. Nice. All right. And as always, you know, you're great to have on. Thank you for having me. I love being on here. I, I missed you. I missed you too. You better. I'm adorable. Yeah, you are. I, oh, that's gonna be my new. That's gonna be. That's gonna be like I love you and yeah, you are adorable. Okay, that's gonna be my new. That's gonna be my new uh, um, meditation tape. I'm gonna put that in the loop for an hour <laughs> for positive reinforcement. Because you know, I don't. I don't hear that a lot. Well, you hear it from me every time you talk to me. Oh, yay. So, and uh, you know, you're you're always welcome to come on if you just want to rant. If you like, because you know, this is this is a this is a, a true safe space. If you want to, like, you know, come on here. It's like, Louis, I need to say the N word for an hour. I'm like, okay, I'll fire it up. <laughs> Hilarious! I definitely will keep that in mind. I enjoy. I always enjoy our exchanges. Yeah. Well, you know, I again, I try. You do it. I I try. I, I just I just really try to do I try to try to be a good boy. Good for you. Even though I fail miserably most of the time. But anyways, I like to thank everyone for listening today. Uh you know, come back next week uh Tuesday at ten PM live, you know, you go to chat. Uh, we're also on uh we what's this we? Uh the show's on iTunes uh, iTunes, uh tune in radio, iHeartRadio, Stitcher and uh and Spreaker.com 
You can download the episodes for free. And as always, from my house to your house, mahalo. Mahalo. And that's the end of my show, Donk. Facebook leads the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested $13 billion in teams and technology to enhance safety over the last five years. It's working. In just the past few months, they've taken down 1.7 billion fake accounts to stop bad actors from doing harm. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety. If you've got a personal auto insurance question, you could talk to a cab driver, although the policies he recommends might include avoiding the interstate, beating traffic by taking the back roads, and only making left turns when absolutely necessary. Or you could talk to your local GEICO agent, whose policy is to use their expertise to navigate your insurance, finding the best route to help you save money on insurance for your home, car, and more. And as an added bonus, you'll be able to avoid traffic jams and potholes entirely. To find a GEICO agent near you, visit geico.com local.